Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome to Wildcast Studios for the draft preview episode of the Wildcast Podcast, presented now by Alpha's Appliance Solutions, your biggest maintain dealer east of Montreal as well. They've got the Gen Air Luxury Redefined sale going on right now. Uh, when you buy one item, you get 10% off. Buy two, 15% off, three, 20, and so on and so on. Um, we were proud to bring them on. They were part of the uh, pre- and post-game shows during the playoffs. So thank you to them for presenting our uh, draft preview shows and our QMJHL draft coverage. As always, I am your host, Adam Lund, and I am joined by your favorite co-hoster, Mr. Mock Draft, Jeremy Boucher. Buddy, been a couple weeks some things have happened. How's your time away? <laughs> uh, great, Adam. Thanks so much for asking. Yeah. I got into the Bachelor in Paradise, Canada. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and? So so no Big Brother updates then? So Big Brother is over. Okay. So. Um, like over, over or over, over with over, you? Over. The season okay. is over. So to give a quick recap on that one. Um, so the final three was uh, Daniel... Uh, S, I believe, uh, Ty, and Claudia. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, the best thing to come out of Kensington since the Frosty Treat. Yep. Uh, and so in the final HOH, so Claudia won part one, which automatically brought her to the part three. Um, Ty won part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so Ty and Claudia faced off in part three, and Claudia won the final HOH. Nice. Now, with uh, when that happens, you have you're able to choose who you want to bring to the final two with you. Mm-hmm. Now, Claudia made a terrible mistake, a one hundred thousand dollar mistake, <laughs> and decided to take Ty with her to the final two instead of Daniel. Now, if she would have taken Daniel, Mm -hmm. she would be $100,000 richer. However, she decided to take Ty because they were kind of in and out of love the entire season. Right, bromance or showmance. Showmance, uh, and Ty won in a landslide. Now, the nice thing about that is they seem to still be together. They're, They're posting videos together and... She was on in Ontario visiting his family. He was down here last weekend on the island visiting her family. Um, so it's good. You know, they're, they're obviously if they stay together, they're going to be able to share the, the share the winnings. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that was you know the, the point of it or not. But um, you know, she should have taken Daniel because she would have won. But uh, it's not the first time you, know, you see it happen. Yeah. Um, Bachelor in Paradise Canada. Uh, it's the second season of it. It's being filmed in, uh, or I guess it was filmed last summer in Port Severn. Ontario, up in Muskoka, this Muskoka area. Have you been there? Uh, I have been to Port Severn, okay, but I have not been to the resort uh, that it is being filmed at. It's an interesting season. Uh, there's, it's mostly men who were on previous seasons of The Bachelorette in the states, mm-hmm. and the women are mostly part of what they call Bachelor Nation. So it's like the fans of the show fangirling fangirling so it's wow. it's anyone it's canadian girls who were who fangirl over the bachelor and the bachelorette and bachelor mm-hmm. in paradise who literally as soon as one of the guys walks on the beach they're like oh my god it's so and so from so and so season 
and they freak out and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, no, it, it's it's um, I don't know how I'm getting into it. I just think it's just supporting something that's Canadian. Are you getting into it like all the memes out there that are, the woman's like, I start watching a show and he comes in and what are you watching? God, who's that? Okay, what's her story? How do they know? Are you, is that so how the, this the started? Funny, like Megan started this and you jumped in? The or? funny part was, is one, it had just recorded. I don't know why it recorded on my TV, but it recorded. And I was bored I one morning. I don't know morning. why it recorded. Yeah. So I, do, I was just sitting there and yeah. I'm going through all my recordings. So I was like, oh, Bachelor in Paradise Canada. Megan was at work. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll, get a, I'll give it a chance. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm like glued to the TV. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, it, it's pretty fun. It's yeah. um, so Megan's kind of caught up on it. There's uh, the third episode will be this week. So the ladies have the roses this week, and so I think there's like so, there's three more men than there is women right now. So there's gonna be three men that don't get the roses, and they'll be they'll be gone. Uh, so it's uh, it's interesting. It's uh, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty cool show. It's it, I hate I hate to admit it, but it's. <laughs> It's it's catching on. Yeah, that's one show that I never, never got into. Never. Okay, I watched one season back, way back, when I was married. It was the Casey season where he was all. Did you just spill water all over yourself? Yeah. Oh, the Casey season. I think it was like an actual Bachelor. No, it was a Bachelorette. Uh, but that's just one, one show I didn't watch. But our our other shows back on. Uh, Master Chef. Oh yes, Tastes of America. I haven't watched it yet, but um, you only missed one episode. So okay, they're, they're doing different regions. Nice. Um, Next level Chef. Now you're wondering why we're talking reality TV. A, we love it, and so do you. B, we have nothing else to talk about. It's our summer shows. We're gonna get to the draft talking a little bit. Um, so we're just killing some time. Killing some time talking about TV shows we watch. Um, Next level Chef. Do you watch Next Next Level Chef? No. No, I've, okay. it's 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 rare for me not to get into a Gordon Ramsay show. Man, he's got uh, two of them now. Yeah, he's got Master Chef and Food Stars, it's which crazy. is kind of like what uh, uh, the food that Food Network did. They had like Food Stars, and that's how Guy Fieri and that's oh, how all these yeah. guys got TV shows and got on these shows. But um, yeah, uh, what else? What, what else did we miss? Uh, World Hockey Championships. Yes. The tournament that Europeans care about more than North Americans, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I mean, does it suck that the NHL doesn't want the Olympics and international hockey? Absolutely, we're being robbed of some amazing matchups: Connor versus Leon, and Connor versus Matthews. Best against best. Best against best. Yeah. Crosby and McDavid and Stamkos playing together. Yeah. Um, and that's what this kind of tournament used to be when it was the Oilers plus a couple other guys taking on the world because we could never make the playoffs. But, I mean, Team Canada, when Lucic is on your top line, that shows you who doesn't want to go. Now, it seems to be a younger guy's tournament. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Justin Barron of Halifax was there. Um, just kind of getting the next group going in. But, I mean, Latvia winning the bronze medal in overtime, it just – and then – Germany getting past USA. USA to get to the gold medal. Mm-hmm. Yes, that tournament is an afterthought for Canadians and Americans, and the Americans don't care that they're finished fourth in the World Hockey Championships. But Germany does, and Latvia does. Absolutely. And that grows hockey, mm-hmm. not just the international level of 
um, you know, World Hockey Championships, but the juniors, the kids that watch this, the kids that, you know, the Tybals and the and the Mueller's that can play over here. Mm-hmm. Like it just that was very cool to see Latvia win and not not even win regularly, win in overtime. So it's that instant gratification. I agree. That was a f- tremendous tournament. Yeah. The uh, you know, just Latvia winning bronze was the craziest thing. You know that you, you almost had to witness it to mm-hmm. be there in person to really appreciate what what was happening and um, a friggin' national holiday. Uh, they got a national holiday on Monday after get after getting back into into Latvia, so I mean that's one hundred fifty thousand plus. Yeah, like yeah. from the World Juniors to the World Hockey Championships, mm-hmm. Latvia's got some momentum. They do, and then one of their players, one of their defensemen, actually played on the World Junior team here in Moncton. So that's that's quite the quite the five months yeah. for for them. And I mean, I love I love Latvian hockey players, man. It's um, just I guess the energy, yeah. the uh, passion they bring to the ice. Every, they don't give up. They don't give up. They just they they give it their all every shift. And I know it's been, you know, it's been a while since we've had a, a Latvian in Moncton. You know, we had uh, Car- Martin Carsons and, and Oscar Bartulis on the same team. You know, we had two Latvians in two thousand six. Yeah, and uh, they were so popular. We had. Uh, some fans went out and bought a Latvian flag and brought them to the games oh, really? at the Coliseum. So, and, uh, no, it's, um, so the key to Memorial cup success is having Latvians have, on your have roster. A Latvian, having a Latvian or, or Latvians on, uh, on the roster. So it's, uh, okay. you know, we've got the import draft coming up and we want a Memorial cup. So what a better time to bring another one to Moncton. I'll, just, I'll write that down. Yeah. And send that to Mr. Richie. Let's, uh, let's write that one down. You know, we'd love to have a, Maybe a Latvian or two back uh, back in Moncton. Yeah, you know, it would go once well again. With, we can uh, talk about any country we want. Just, they don't pick them. It's it's more like you've said many times, yeah. scouting and it's not it's, even scouting. It's connections. Yeah, connections. Right, that's and it's uh, like got we got Eric Spateko in St. John who had a phenomenal year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had uh, Malowski. Um, Malowski. Well, he's Czech. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking. I thought you were just talking about Europeans. That yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Mateko in St. John. You had. Um, Poolins or Boolins and Chikudami. Um Bog Dance Hot Ass. Oh, what a name. In, uh, in Medicine Hat. Medicine Hat. Uh, so, there's, so Latvians are making a name for themselves in, in the Canadian Hockey League. And, you know, it's, I think, this this tournament and their success at the U18s a couple of months ago is, is just going to help bring in the, get some more over, uh, over to the CHL. Yeah, let's, I mean, we're not going to have anyone that played in the World Juniors on this team. They're a little bit too old. Yeah. But they're telling their friends and their teammates that mm-hmm. were younger, you need to go to this rink, because yeah. uh, I don't, I don't know if they're telling us that, but that'd be awesome. I'm trying to see Bogdan hot ass. Bogdan's hot ass. Yeah. <laughs> see what kind of year he had in Medicine Hat, because I watched a few games from the CHL and I was just like, hot. There it is, hot ass. Uh, what did he finish with? Two year Pretty sure he had a pretty good year. Yep. Fifty six, thirty five. Now Medicine Hat wasn't world beaters. They were. I think they just squeaked into the playoffs. So, uh, but he's been there for two years in, in Medicine Hat. So, uh, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been a fun week of, of TV. Finally, was able to get out in the world too. Uh, mm-hmm. Hillsborough Golf Club. Now a proud member of that golf club. Even though I think I'm going to quit golfing, but <laughs> I say that every uh, I say that every round. Um, got to adult and lawn care and buy all the stuff from Home Depot, man. That was amazing. It was. 
the video of you and the John Deere. <laughs> what a good laugh about that. Oh, I, that's the first time I've ever. Well, a it's the first time I've ever had a garage. Uh, my dad had one, but it was full of not. He got a ride on lawnmower after I left. Let's just put right. it that way. Yeah. So I was always pushing lawnmower, but I've never had that. And just the pure joy of getting to drive around on. I was. Just, I don't know if she got the video, but I was just like I was driving and I turned by her. I think she was videoing. And I was like. <laughs> it, it took a while for me to kind of gauge how that thing was going and then we decided to go to home depot yesterday and buy all the adult to- uh, all the adult tools power tools power tools well damn Re- no power tools ryobi this is hashtag not a sponsor but home depot right now they got um weed whacker and a leaf blower 117 dollars includes a battery you get both of those then for 340 bucks or something like that you get a drill, a driver, a saw, uh, a blade, uh, a light, and two batteries. Like we are sponsored in our house. Hashtag not sponsor this show by Ryobi because I mean everything's going to battery. Yeah. That I looked hmm. at the battery powered right on lawnmower, ten k. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, let's just start with. I need to win that tools. needs fifty fifty to get that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, no, 100% need to win that needs 50-50. But, I mean, it was, what, 28 out yesterday? But when I actually left the golf course on, oh, I guess, Sunday, it was. I got in the car. It was 34 degrees. Wow. I was like, whoa. Huh. So, yeah, it's been a good uh, it's been a good couple weeks. But we should probably talk hockey because yeah, that's what yeah. these people are here for. Let's do it. Uh, don't forget, as always, you can follow us on the social medias. Twitter, Moncton Wildcast. Instagram, Wildcast Podcast. TikTok Wildcast Podcast, home of my most viral TikTok tweet something ever. Um, I put up the <laughs> home of all of us <laughs> misstep in Seattle, and it, uh, oh, it's at 1.2 million views, 99.7 thousand likes, 5269 uh, favorites, over 1,500 comments. I think... We started, I'm going to see, hopefully this doesn't make sense. First thing we're going to... Yeah, for those watching. Uh, what do we got? Profile here. We started with 308 followers. And since that video came out Saturday night, we were at 463. Not bad. No, those people are either going to stick with us or they're in for a shock in about 10 days when our TikTok is filled with... Uh, draft stuff. QMJHL draft stuff. But I like, I literally just put it up there. Because of the lady's reaction. Yes. I'm just like, huh? And <laughs> I went to bed Saturday and it was kind of like I'd put up another TikTok. And this is what's weird about TikTok is you never know what's going to take off. Now, I put up another video and it's got like 300 views. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then I put that one up. And yes, I tagged Seattle. I tagged Peterborough. I tagged uh, the Memorial Cup. I tagged Seattle's hashtag. TSN bar down like I tagged everything I could I went to bed and there was like 2400 views I woke up to 700,000 wow and like just all these comments and every time I opened my TikTok for like yesterday or I guess Sunday every time I opened it it was like 384 comments 1500 like or 15 likes blah 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 and literally all it is is Americans <laughs> fighting with each other about wokeism oh. and liberal liberal tards as they call themselves or they call the other ones oh, shit. that's it my favorite comment in all of it like if, if 
just go to our TikTok, Wildcast Podcast. You, you don't even have to, well, you're going to like it, so you're going to contribute to our views. We appreciate that. Click on the comments if you're bored and just scroll through it. It is unbelievable. My favorite comment is, serves them right, they lost game seven. <laughs> they didn't even know that it was the Thunderbirds of the WHL oh, Memorial Cup. No. Like, I, And I don't think the lady actually, like Julie Black at the NBA yeah, All-Star, All-Star game, game, she changed the words of the Canadian National yeah. Anthem to... Intentionally. Intentionally. Yeah. Uh, what did she change it to? Um, native land. On our land? On our land or yeah. on our native land or something. Yeah. Something that kind of made sense. And yeah. I don't think this lady meant to do that. <laughs> I think she just blanked on the words. That's, that's very possible. And yeah. said all of us because that clicks in from the Canadian anthem that mm-hmm. she was getting ready to sing. Like, I yeah. don't think she did this intentionally because now, like I said in my tweet the night before, like, well, we had mic issues on night one. <laughs> this on night two. I couldn't wait for night three, but they didn't sing the national anthem. So who knows what we're going to get tonight when Seattle <laughs> or uh, who knows what we got Monday night by the time you listen to this when Seattle takes on Quebec. But um, yeah, go to TikTok Park. <laughs> Wildcast Podcast on TikTok. Um, and, of course, you can like and subscribe here on YouTube. Stay tuned at the end of the show. We've got some other ideas. Uh, well, we're going to be on YouTube in about 10 days. Let's get some news and notes. News and notes from around the queue. And I skipped right over the quick question, so let's get to the quick question. The draft is upon us. We know the teams. Uh, we know where everyone's picking now. It's updated on the queue site. So which team... In round one, uh, well, do you see making the biggest surprise off the board pick? And I don't mean some well, team, who is it? Like team 14 taking Zachary Moran because they want right. that compensatory pick. Yeah. I mean, someone from round two and three that a team's going to make a jump all the way up that gives that classic Boucher. Oh, well, I didn't see that coming. Because <laughs> we've had those past couple of years. Yes. Um, so there is a, uh, there's a defenseman that I, I, I really like, uh, I've heard mixed reviews about his, uh, about uh, his play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, there's information coming my way that tells me that there's three teams that have him as a first round pick. Uh, and these three teams ironically don't have a first round pick. However, are rumored to be looking to trade into the first round. Um, so that are those three maritime teams. That would be three maritime teams. Yeah, that's correct. Charlottetown, mm-hmm. Saint John, and Bathurst. Bathurst. Yep. Uh, how so? With that said, uh, my off the board pick uh, is defenseman Anthony Alasameke or Samaki or Samaki. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's um, from the Gatineau region, but uh, played um, for the Ottawa Junior Senators in the Ontario Under-18 League. Okay. Um, so some say that he was hidden because, you know, when you he wasn't playing in Quebec, mm-hmm. but uh, he was literally just across the... Across the bridge in, in, in Ottawa playing there. So um, if you have, you know, if you have scouts going to watch Gatineau, you're probably can send one across the bridge and watch uh, the same 
you know, drive 20 minutes and watch uh, watch him play. So that's kind of where I'm going with it. Um, CSR has him at 30. And our lovely friends at Neutral Zone have him at, I believe, 37. So, so it's kind of in the same area. Spots. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, he's not, uh, I think he's a, I think he's a good, really good skater. Uh, the highlights that I've I've seen, there's him knocking a four foot pass down out of midair, controlling the puck and then firing a wrist shot in the back of the net from the point. Huh. So with within and almost in one motion, like knocking the puck down, settling it down, and firing it on net. Wow! Uh, like this was like a, a pass that was probably four feet off the ice and did almost everything in one motion. <laughs> Um, so he's got poise, he's got hand eye, he can skate. So I think he's, uh, I think he's somebody that can probably maybe sneak into the first round if, uh, if the, the right team makes the move. Are we maybe seeing him eight to nine times per year? That's true. All right. Um, my, my side question for you, mm-hmm. and we talked about this a little bit off the show. Sukunami has four picks in the draft. They got two compensatory picks cause they took Provere and they took someone else last year. I can't remember who. Veyu. Veyu. So they get two compensatory picks. Now. Would Moncton do this? No. But let's go back to 2019 and say Gatineau has four picks. They had one, two, and four, I think, right? If, say, Moncton had first, third, and 13th, if a team takes Zach Moran first overall or third overall, do they get next year's first overall pick, or does it go to the back of the draft? A, do you know? B, what do you think? Is that something... I have no idea, because um, I don't think a team would I don't risk think a first. You, I don't think you'd automatically get first. Maybe um, back in the lottery or something. You'd probably be in the lottery with the same number of balls as that team has. Like if you take Moran first overall and he doesn't report, well, then you're getting what did what twenty one balls or twenty seven? Is it eight? No, we won it with seven percent chance. Yeah, yeah, forty-one percent chance is what it was. So it's something like that, right? It's yeah. I, I've, I don't know. I don't. It's never happened, so I don't know. But I figure if it's a lottery pick, that's how it would it would play out. Yeah, I think a, a team, I think a team would be stupid uh, to yeah, take him. Had, the... Yeah, if you had multiple ones, maybe. But yeah, I don't know why you put all your eggs in one uh, one per se basket, mm-hmm. um, just hoping to get next year's early first round pick it would just it wouldn't make a ton of sense i just wonder what your thoughts were and if anybody wants to reach out to us that is listening and let us know we'd love to hear from you um gatineau dropping a bombshell um after losing in their semifinal to quebec mm. they relieved louis robitaille of his duties as gm and head coach so that's the huskies that relieved their coach gatineau that relieved theirs ramuski ruen yeah um I think that's it. I think that's it so far. You were you kind of said two weeks ago that maybe Gatineau is a team that could kind of retool on the fly. I, yeah. I don't really know if I can if if they're doing that with a new GM who I don't think they've named yet or head coach, um, which leads into the next bit of news that the Huskies uh, have named Martin Day Dagenet Dagenet uh, as their head coach. He was Dave Cameron's assistant in Ottawa. There was a lot of connections there, being mm-hmm. they're just over the bridge. Yeah. Um, but he's heading up to Rwanda. Um, I don't know if Robitaille is maybe the 
successor in Quebec if Patrick Waugh steps. I think that's Simon Gagné um, who's been there. But I just – I was on board with your, your retool for Gatineau, but I don't know if they are going to do that, especially when I, I haven't heard of the name of coach and we're about 10 days out from the Q draft. Mm-hmm. No, there's still there's Ramuski still without a, a GM and a coach, Gatineau without a coach. Uh, am I missing anybody? Ruan hired theirs. Yeah, Renhart does it. Um, yeah, so we're oh St. John hired. Yeah, Stella. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's there's some movement. There's um, there's still you know there's still a week and a half before the draft, and there's still time for. Some names to drop here. You never know. J.F. Plant, the uh, Gatton reporter, said that there's, I think he tweeted a few days ago, maybe last week, about he's hearing that there could be more more coaches taking on new roles mm. from now until the draft. Like, not not like not necessarily getting fired, but coaches getting AHL jobs. Right. That would leave a co- leave team their teams without a coach. You know, it's that's um, that you know we're, we're a week and a half away from the draft, and that wouldn't really put teams in a good spot. But I guess you know players aren't the coaches aren't the ones that are doing the scouting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but you kind of think they work together. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. if you if you have a GM with a direction, the coach kind of has to be on board with that direction moving mm-hmm. into scouting right yeah well that's true i mean what you got to assume like when the season ended i don't think it was just richie and alex that went to the 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 q cup in, in blaineville i'm no. sure dan lacroix was there with him yeah. right he, he wants to get a look at uh at what he's what he's got the the you know what he could have possibly in the lineup it's mm-hmm. i'm sure the coaches go too but yeah like you know the the long the long nights in the rinks during the winter, like that's your scouts and that's your GMs. It's like these coaches probably don't get a look at these players until after the season, unless you're, you know, you take them out to a Flyers game or, or what have you. Yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see if there's some other names that uh, drop here in the next 10 days. Yeah. They may get an, a random view at two or three players. If mm-hmm. they happen to be on a Quebec road trip and a night off and they can get to a, a U18 rink. Um, Darren Rumble, does he just is that the voice that just kind of steps in to coaching Gatineau or lead the ship at least within the next ten days? I mean, he's got the experience, right? Um, Let's just hope there's no, you know, if there's hopefully there's a nice couch in his in his office. You know, that's all I gotta say. And um, (laughs) some people get that one. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you're right. He's he he very well could be a a candidate. Experience. He's been there for what? Yeah. Four years. Maybe he's maybe he looks at Ramuski. You never know. But he's you know he's got the experience. He's yeah. uh, he, he's someone that I could see behind back behind the bench running the show here. And um, uh, so yeah, he's probably one of the candidates to get the job because you know he'd love he probably uh, he probably wants to stay in that uh, in that area. Yep. You know. Yep. I would I would believe he would want to. And I mean, the knock on him was he didn't play younger players, right? So. Mm-hmm. That's that's hopefully he's adapted because well if you're taking over in Gatineau you're probably going to be playing uh, a little bit of a younger roster preseason schedules are out they're a month long which means that's awesome ish not really God I hate that as you do that C Shep uh, Moncton will play Bathurst and Cape Breton um, then three games before the break three games after the break. 
uh, two at the Avenir Center, uh, one in Bactouche, and one in Miramichi. Oh, the she. The she. Never been to Miramichi. Uh, August 23rd, Bathurst. So that's those are the games I don't mind going to, the first two, because those are the guys that are working to make the roster. Those are the ones after are kind of like, eh. The roster's pretty much set. I mean, at mm. least it's only three games after the Labor Day weekend, so it's not um, six or seven extra games. So the schedule finishes September 15th uh, in Baktouche, which would put the – come on, calendar – which would put the start date for the season September 22nd will be the home opener, or at least the regular season opener, because they usually go the following Friday. So – Six games for the Wildcats uh, preseason. And uh, before we get ahead of preseason, the Memorial Cup is underway. Quebec looks good. Uh, <laughs> looks like it's heading to a Quebec-Seattle final. Obviously, those two teams met Monday night before or after we finished recording. Not really sure what I was doing with uh, Peterborough. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I went Seattle and Peterborough. Seattle had taken out Ottawa. They'd taken out North Bay. They'd taken out London. Um, I just thought... It's a weird tournament. Maybe they beat Kamloops, which, oh, God, did they not ever. <laughs> and uh, they squeak one out in the semifinal to end up in the final. Uh, but, yeah, it kind of looks like a Quebec-Seattle uh, tournament final. Yeah, it's going that way. Uh, you know, if Quebec wins against Seattle, they go straight to the final on Sunday. Uh, if Seattle wins tonight against Quebec, I don't think they go automatically. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Quebec that goes automatic if they beat Seattle. <laughs> And yeah, that's that's how I had it going. I had it uh, not. I didn't care who got the buy or or what, but mm-hmm. I had it as as Seattle against Quebec, and with Seattle uh, winning it, but Quebec's playing pretty rock solid right now, so they could very well, uh, you know, bring it home. You know, it'd be nice for a nice cap off on uh, Patrick Roy's uh, Q coaching career. Yeah, yeah. He's probably uh, end of the. Uh... Big Apple, probably somewhere's around there. Yeah, the uh, the Saddle Dome. No, no, they God, won't. They no. won't hire Patrick. God, no. <laughs> I'm trying to think of NHL Please, opportunities no. that are out there, but it's just basically the Rangers. Yeah, yeah. So it'll either be. I mean, are you hoping for Quebec? Or are you hoping for because of Darcy? Or are you hoping for Seattle because of uh, Matt Marquardt? Honestly, man. It, it, I, I always forget. I love. I love to see Darcy, man. Yeah. I love to see Darcy win it. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you know, you you would like to see Marquardt Marquardt win it because he he lost his chance in in 06, yeah. losing to Quebec, right? So that'll be some sweet revenge for for him, <laughs> for right? Him, yeah, yeah. Um, against the coach, the same coach he lost against to. the same coach. Yeah. You know, that's. Uh, I always forget how much I love Seattle's uniforms. Yeah. That Hartford Whalers green, like it, they just look so crisp. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I have a tough time deciding who I am actually cheering for. I want to see good games. Every game so far has been a blowout. I think we're gonna get that with. Uh, I think we, if you heard that, I think we got that with an absolute wicked game between Quebec and Seattle on Monday night. <laughs> I'm willing it into, but I think the final will be, if it's Quebec and Seattle, will be a fantastic hockey 100%. game. That's gonna be the game. Well, it's, it is the game of the year, but yeah. uh, it's probably two of the best teams and. The entire Canadian Hockey League and Peter Bro 
somehow won the Ontario Hockey League when they only finished six games above, above 500. But, um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much where it's going. Kamloops, they could probably sneak in there if they, they can. They could potentially sneak into the final if they catch yeah. Seattle. I mean, they beat them twice in, in that third yeah. round. You know, it's and it's it's a one game knockout, right? Yeah. It's that's the that's the beautiful thing. No such thing <laughs> as a seven game series here. That's and, the scariest thing, yeah. Yeah. So you could easily uh, Camloops could could easily be there, right, right, right with Quebec and with Seattle too. I'm trying to see if Quebec had their early. No, I think it's on their Instagram, where they had the the battle of the two teams and they have all the stats and stuff because Seattle and Quebec are fairly. Even um, to the stats, but uh, well, we might as well talk about some uh, Q draft, eh? Let's do it. The Q draft preview on the Wildcast podcast. Yes, that is Mike Sanderson. That is our new QMJHL draft preview drop. Uh, thanks again to Mike for doing that. Um, we're not going to get anything specific. Uh, like I said, the, the, the order is out, um, so there's lots of rumors, there's lots mm-hmm. of questions. Um, we may talk, highlight what you think the top 10 will look like after we get some trades, but, um, I guess one of the rumors that you brought up to me, um, was our home club moving, moving up to five. And if it made sense and I don't know if you want to talk this through like we did on the, um, yeah, um, on the chat. So the, uh, what I had heard yeah. was that it was top five. Um, what I'm now hearing is top eight. So they want to be the eighth pick, which okay. belongs to Cape Breton. Cape Breton. So that would be a divisional trade deal. Usually costs a little bit more. Yeah. Um, now, K. Brighton's GM has said that this picks on the table. So could it be, you know, they try to do another team and then Munkin gets it. I'm thinking, Adam, this is going to be a very long first round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- there is yeah. a lot of, of chatter. I think it's going to um, be a wild uh, trade re- trade opening, like yeah. 48 hours before the, there's, uh, the draft. There is a lot of talk. And I know it's rumors. Don't shoot the messenger here, people. We're no. just going to shoot some shit right now and, yep. and, and kind of just let people know what's out there um, and, and so on. So, yeah, regarding Moncton, um, what I've heard is that, and Richie's probably listening to this being, where the hell did you get that information? <laughs> um, that picks 13 and picks 18 will be traded. Um, to go to eight, I've, I've, so there's been two things I've heard because that's that's way too much to go up. No, no, five no, 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 wait, no, I'm just saying, yeah, that's, I know, to go I know, to eight. I know, I'm just saying. So, what I've heard the top for to be going the, to go in the top five, yeah, that picks 13 and 18 will be traded, and then the assets for those picks would be used to move into the top five. So, you're basically taking what you get for 13 and what you get for 18 packaging packaging them into a ball and trading that for five to get into the top five. Kind of like we did with uh, Pelche and Gatineau and moving around to get Loshing, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and now then there's another thing. It's not top five, but it's top eight. Now, does top eight mean 
Cape Breton, or does that does eight mean Schwinnigan or seven. Drummondville? Because you had you like two weeks ago or even a month ago, you had Drummondville most likely not in six. It's going to be Sherbrooke and Sherbrooke's in yeah. six. So exactly. So Gauthier, a lot of talk of him going to Drummondville, and that the two picks in the first round that own are that are owned by Drummondville will then be property of Sherbrooke, which is six and fourteen. Yeah. So it's that's where I mean. Like, are we going to make a trade with? With Cape Breton, are we going to make a trade with Schwinnigan? We've had a really good trading relationship with Schwinnigan over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't think if Sherbrooke makes a move to get the sixth overall pick, given how terrible they're going to be next year, I don't think they're going to want to trade it. They're going to be able to get the best available player they can get. Mm-hmm. So if this is in fact true, we're either going to have the fifth overall pick, the sixth, Oh, sorry. Seventh or eighth. So the fifth, seventh, or eighth. That's where the talks are right now. Okay. Um, that's all I know for for Moncton. See, because I, I don't think you need to give up both firsts to go from thirteen to eight. No, I think like I think your assets that you're moving, mm-hmm. you could use thirteen to move up to eight. I don't think you, I think you can leave eighteen. My worry is if you get up to five. We're assuming Denoye is going number one, so take him off the board. Yeah, Kite probably to Shakutami. Mm-hmm. Now, I would like to get up, and I've said this a couple times: one, two. So you have your choice of mm-hmm. who you want, and mm-hmm. thirteen and eighteen to get up to two. I'm fine with that, but five, you're leaving a lot of names, hoping that Wang drops to you at five, or, mm-hmm. I mean. Lacan, uh, carrier, like if if they're at five, if if it goes Denoyer, Gite, Wayne, Norbert, mm-hmm. is it Lacan? Is it Carrier? Like where would you put their pick there? Because if you're if you're giving up two picks to get one, you better hit probably with two forwards, and that's a two hundred foot player in Denoyer and a a scorer. Um, at five or six or five mm-hmm. or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so just reading some more, there's talks of Shakutami acquiring fourth. So that would put them at two and four and probably using some of their other, some of their other oh, first. four. Val <laughs> I just wanted to hit that button again. <laughs> I just wanted to hit that button again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they've got the they've got the the currency to move yeah. all the way up yeah. and, and so down, right? So they that would give them second and fourth. Um, so then you have to look at okay, well they probably take Gita at four, and then they come away with Gita and they're moving out of two, or they have two and four. They had two and four. So Gita and Wan, maybe if he goes there, yeah. I don't know if he'd go there. That's the thing, right? See, my most when I look at the board, like, yeah. If I'm Blaineville and I know you can get an impact player at three, I'm on the phone with Shakutami and I'm saying I'll take 11 and 12 and a third and something else for you to come all the way up. You get two and three and I get building blocks, two picks in the first round. Like I think Blaineville is kind of, I don't want to say own the draft, but they, they're kind of where this thing gets going because yeah. if they take a player, great. I, I, I see them and maybe Shakutami working a deal. So it's Moncton, Shakutami, 
Shikudami, mm-hmm. and then go from there. And, and Shikudami walks away with Gite and, and Wang. Oh, that would be a pretty big draft for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's... Because they're on the same trajectory as us, right? Yeah. So, so far I've got... Moncton wants to move into the top eight. Um, pick six will go to Sherbrooke, which, of course, is the Goche deal. Yeah. Uh, pick four will go to Shikudami. Um, pick five is on the table. And I also have St. John wants to be in the top ten. What does St. John have to get in the top ten? I don't know. <laughs> and there's also, if I just minimize this a little bit... <laughs> Your computer's so fancy. It's like touchscreen and stuff. The top three picks from the 2021 draft could be traded, which would mean Gauthier, Petal, and Vincent Collard. So that would be Ethan Gauthier traded, Tyler Petal traded, and Vincent Collard traded. Is, is Petal part of the package that goes back to Sherbrooke? No. No? Okay. I think this would be a Halifax move. What do they have left? Or a... You know what makes sense for this for this trade? Yeah. A package with Petal going to Halifax and why not going to Drummondville? Yeah. Because why not? Because Drummondville is going to want to go all in this year. Yep. And Petal will help Halifax's offense. Hmm. Yep. That's a blockbuster. Because Halifax doesn't have the assets just to play for him in, as a one as a one player pickup. Right. Um, no, you're gonna have to send a couple things back. Yeah. So it's a blockbuster between with Pedal going to Halifax and why not going to Drummondville? The player at three fits in a certain team's top six. Yeah, and he had a pretty good, uh, pretty good series. Yeah. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. Uh, Weird, he's drafted as a center, but he's listed as a right winger. And he's not, he's a player who hasn't really lived up to the expectation of a third overall pick. No, but... So you're right, though. He's got six, the size. 6'2", 195. He's got the size. Um, as a... What else do I have here? As a number one center or number two center on the, a team that we may talk about once in a while. Because I asked you about that player, the pedal. Mm-hmm. In Moncton, as a as a low, um, low buy, high upside. Yep. But I think the package that would go back would be a better package than we would have <coughs> going back. But so you'd have Lounsbury, Trenholm. Yeah, that's it for centers. So that. That Collard Center, I'm fine with. Yeah, it's the price. It's the price. It's the price, right? It's um, and especially knowing that Bay Como is because be if battling. you if you if you want to move into the top eight, you're not able to get top eight and Collard. No, I don't think so. No, no. So that's um, that's my concern. Now, would you take Justin Jondron from Victoriaville, who is a local player? Another player hasn't necessarily lived up to expectations as a first-round pick, and fit him into the top six. 
that's another that's been mentioned. Yep. Not by me, of course, but you know, out there. Six two, one eighty five, big body. Again, labeled as a right winger. Yeah. Um Once that's done, he, I I want to bring up something else here. Is he a centerman? I think he's a right winger. Oh, he is an actual right winger? Yeah. More more of a right uh, I, I think uh Danielle Smith's more of a right winger than he is, but mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and I, my brain didn't click into that until you started to giggle. I was like, "What the fuck is Daniel Smith?" <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, good call, good call. Um, I think for me personally, I think I'd rather have Gallard. He's a big body center. Yeah, and you know, I'm not putting a ton of pressure on Lounsbury, but he was very missed in the playoffs. And I think if he's your number one center, I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Gallard, two. Trenome three or some sort of that combination. And you can allow Denoyer to play third line, right winger minutes slide into center every now and then. I, I think I'd rather have Kalar than, than John draw. And maybe it's that whole local thing that I just, the pressure on the local kid to come here, considering the price we may pay. Mm-hmm. I think I'd rather have Kalar if I'm, if I'm moving one of these first round picks at least for that. No, I'd have to. I I really, I really agree, because uh, uh, a tremendous young hockey mind once told me, "You don't win championships with maritime players." <laughs> so in that case, yes, Vincent Collard would be a great acquisition. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, because you can't win a championship be, yeah. with Justin Jandra. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Those um, hockey minds. Yes. So another thing I got over the weekend. This is going to be fun if it's true. Expect a lot of goalie shuffling. Okay. Yeah. So Ren Aranda is going to want to contend next season. And they have a goaltending prospect by the name of Emil Bonnoyer, who played for the Albatross College Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bonnoyer goes from Runaranda to Quebec and William Russo goes from Quebec to Runaranda as a 20 year old. Yeah. To play with friend of the show, Kyle Hagen. Mm-hmm. It's not so a bad that, combination. That, helped, that gives Quebec a young goalie to work with on the rebuild. Yeah. And they got Martin. I think Martin. 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 Quebec's, to Quebec's backup goaltender. Oh, Quinton Miller. Miller. That's what yeah. it is. Not Martin. So they've got kind of a goaltending tandem there. Yeah. And then you have Mathis Fernandez in Valdor goes to Shikudemi. And Shikudemi's goalie they picked in the, was it the first or second round last year? Ruggiero. Second. Second round would go from Shikudemi to Valdor. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um,. It, also, the second round, yeah, it also mentions our goalie, Vincent Filion. Yep. To Ramuski, because Ramuski needs a goalie. Yep. And then the final one here. Doesn't Bay Como need a goalie? Uh, they've got Ciarlo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ciarlo. I, I think I was. Yeah. Yep. And the big one here Gabrielle Dag. To Gatineau oh, God. in a blockbuster that would bring Tristan Luneau home to Victoriaville. And that would give Gatineau... That stunned silence for me is... And that would give Gatineau a goalie of the future to work with for the next 
two or three, four years. And I am excited for the trade period, man. Holy. So that's, um, yeah, that's a lot of goaltender shuffling. That would be literally goaltenders switching spots and just boom, 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 <laughs> boom, 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 boom. You get a trade. You get a trade. You get, you a, get trade. a goalie. You get a goalie. You get a goalie. Yeah, so that's um, that's what I've gotten in the past, uh, well, three 40. days, 48 hours. Hashtag insider yeah, working so the phones. We'll see if um, we'll see what happens. But yeah. Um, so get, that sends who? Vero to Gatineau? Or Phil, uh, Victoria Vale? Uh, Gabrielle Degg, the goalie. Yeah, to Gatineau. And then to Gatineau was, and Tristan Luneau to Luneau, Victoriaville. The defenseman. <laughs> Who's from Victoriaville? Huh. Yeah, buddy. So we're talking right wingers in Collard slash center. John Draw. Can we get Vero out of Gatineau? No. As no. a two year player? The, the age doesn't. What is he? Eight? He's 18, isn't he? He's an eight. Yeah, well, he's, he's 19. <laughs> he's going to be 19 this year. Yeah. He'll be a 20 for our Memorial Cup year because he'll probably. I don't know if I'd pay for a two-year premium for him. But if you're paying a first-round price for a player, because that's probably what Baycomo's going to want for Collard and Victoria for John Dron. Now, don't I don't you're not saying John Dron potentially here is part of the Iascenza deal, right? Like John Dron comes back and the first comes here. I th- or goes there. I think they are connected-ish. I don't want to say yes. No, no, no. But I, 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 I think I recall. Is that why that, you brought up John Drum when I was thinking of Collard? Kind of. Okay. Uh, I, for some reason, that trade with Victoriaville, it just looked too good to be true, mm-hmm. as if it was done. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a that's not a knock against Richie as a GM. It just looked too good to be true or too good to be done. That's... There was a layer on that. Yeah. Like in, because like you said, and like I said to each other on the chat and then on the show, we didn't expect Iascenza to be dealt mm-hmm. and teams aren't just giving first round picks away. Like yeah. he did that trade because it was a first round pick involved, but yeah, it's just, it did. It didn't smell right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Just the fact that like having him as a come home, I don't know. He fits into the he fits into the top six. Right. I just I don't know. I think you can get a better player. That's my and you got to take the the import draft into consideration as well. True. You know, if you take if you're looking at two forwards, well, your imports. Should be defensemen. Should be well. Your imports, if they're forwards, are top top six players. Yeah, right. Like immediate top six players. And I know we're losing a bunch. You know, we're losing the Bell. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to lose Barbashev. We're going to lose Baudouin. You know that that's 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 three top six forwards. But then you also have to take into consideration the development of your young players. Mercier deserves top six playing time. OJ, I think, is already. You know, let's just hope he's recovered. Yeah. Um, let's, like hope he has a, let's hope he has a seer type year this year where a couple injury plagues and then he just t- 
takes off. Yeah, it, it, so there's just a lot of there's so much you need to take into consideration right now because you take Dinawaye first overall, he's probably going to get top six minutes, you yep. know, or start third line and gradually play top yep. six. There's not much room out there, so there's so Vero is an 04. Yeah, that's our twenty. 20-year-old year, so that's Loshing, OJ, Steinman, Marcel, and Ballantyne. That you're going to have to... That's five players you're going to have to make a decision on. If you're paying a first-round plus price for Vero, it's going to be... He's going to be one of your 20-year-olds. You Do you want two forwards and a goaltender? Usually you want to have one in kind of each position. Because um, you're 20... 20-year-old is kind of a minute-logging defenseman mm-hmm. or a very veteran defenseman. So the more I look at Vero, I'm like, frick, he doesn't quite he doesn't quite line up with that because then you've got major decisions <laughs> to make, right? Yeah. No, you're right. Um, but he, he would be a two-year player because, especially if we're hosting the Memorial Cup, mm-hmm. the team depending how he's playing in the AHL or low line NHL minutes, it's going to be like, well, they're hosting the Memorial Cup, go back, dominate, come up. Right? That's the thinking anyways. Especially if I'm paying first-round prices. The, and that's it's, the it's the same question as, as you asked me a month ago. Would you trade into the top five or top two? Uh-huh. And I just I sat on it, and I, I couldn't give you an answer. And it's the same thing. Like I, I just don't think, think I want to pay for, for a Vero. I just, I don't know. I think he said he's had some injury problems too, and that's concerning to me. Uh, so I don't think I'd pay a pay a price to to bring him in unless it was a super, unless it was discounted. That's the only way I'd I'd pay yeah. to to get him. Cole Cormier, come in here. He's already signed in Germany for I next know. year. <laughs> I know it's just too bad. Like you're looking at teams like Quebec and Gatineau that you want to necessarily pick teams yeah, off. But once gonna... you start to look at the old fours, which is kind of what you need to do. Because the O threes are going to cost you quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, or the O fives, I mean. Then you got to get into those decisions of who's not going to be here when you're hosting Memorial Cup. Mm-hmm. And usually, if you're going to do kind of like Halifax didn't have two twenties, or you're going to try and acquire twenty, you can generally get them a little bit on the discount that year, or kind of in the off season. Your goalie thing is interesting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like that's And nowhere in that was Brady James or Matthias Rousseau. No. Which well, Brady why? Brady James. Unless he's cool with being a backup. Which I doubt it. Kinda wanna play. Probably wanna play. Yeah. Um Yeah. <laughs> that's uh Brady I don't know. I mean Brady James on the island makes sense. It does. It's they need a goalie, yeah, right. And that's what I mean. You you look at there's not many teams out there with openings. Ramuski has an opening. Charlottetown has an opening. Yep. It's not like it's it's kind of like goalies are developing well, and there's not a lot of situations for them anymore. There's yep. like you're kind of looking. Do you need to upgrade? You know, St. John probably needs a goaltender. Well, they've got um, Brido. Brido, but Brido can come along with Brady James as the starter for the year. 
I think they I think they want Brito to have to, I, I think they wanted to be Brito's net this year. I guess they got Shingar off too. Uh no, he'll be a twenty end yeah, of the year. No, there's no way in wasting. No. And I think they've got some goalies in the pipeline too, so check One out their hope. check out St. John's uh, preseason That's roster exactly from where uh, I was going. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Scroll down. Because if they want to get in the first round, maybe it's to get one of the goalies. I was like, holy crap, they got a lot of goalies. But Bees, Brido, Couture, Gerard. Gerard. No. Robinson, Dallaire. So, again, we we don't know what these goaltenders are. Like, so unless but they have four goaltenders. Yeah. Unless they're targeting a free agent goaltender um, or one of the goalies in the draft. I mean, you're – yeah, there's an opening there. But St. John is – it's they'll have a free agent goalie. Yeah. I know that. It's just the way to go. Uh, yeah, that was uh, fun. A lot of movement. Yeah, a lot of tires. A lot of kicking tires. <laughs> Richie's phone. He's probably got four phones right now. I got two. Uh, you do. That's why you're the insider. That's why we had that little uh, little chat. So your top ten: Moncton, Shakutami, Blainville, Valdor, Ramuski, Drummondville, Schwinnigan, Cape Breton, Pacoma, Randa. What top ten do you have left? Like if you were to guess the top ten right on now? night one, not during the draft, but night one, by the time the trade period's kind of open, um, from the time the trade period shuts down to the time the draft opens, what do you have for a top ten? Uh, well, obviously, I think Moncton hangs on to first overall. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, so I'll say Moncton one, Shakutami two. Um. I, I think it's Moncton, Shakutami, Shakutami. I think Blainville moves back. You think so? I think they Shakutami's got four picks. They got the most um, currency in the in the first round. I think they they move up and they could take two of the top three players in the draft. Possibly, but the player they probably want at four will still be available at four. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's their mindset. I think Blainville h- hangs on to it. Um, so Moncton could be Blainville, um, and then Chikudami will grab the fourth from Valdor. I got Valdor at four. Um, hell, let's put Moncton at five. Yep. Let's put um, Sherbrooke at six. Sherbrooke at six. Uh, let's say Schwinnigan will keep seven. Um, let's say. Let's put St. John at 8. Okay. I was going to say St. John at 9. Because I think... Um, uh, I'm going to say... Cape Breton's going to want to do something crazy. They're group... Yeah, and there's a lot of... Maybe they go and get they Burbridge acquire. from St. John. Yeah. That would fit well into their into their young crew. Yeah. Um, so they grab Burbridge from St. John. So got, St. John gets 8. So you got St. John at 8. I'm going to go with... Um, oh... Bacomo. I'm gonna go with Bathurst at eight. Bathurst, I just he likes his players. Yeah, they, they right. Yeah, and so that Bathurst. Bathurst that, wants to get back in the first round. They don't have a pick, so and that's that's Couturier connection Esk. to Bathurst. Yeah. Um, yeah, makes sense. So you've got Saint John at eight. I've, yeah. So that puts uh, I've, and then so then I've got Saint John at nine. Okay, and then Ruen Aranda, if they're contending, they might want to make a move. Um. So let's say sh- let's say Ruin Aranda trades um tenth to Quebec. Does he get does he get a first for Rousseau? Rousseau? No, I don't think so. 
Um, uh, who do you have at nine? You have Big Como. Let's say Ruin Aranda trades. Um, let's say Kalar goes to Ruin Aranda for pick 10, so that would give Bay Como 9 and 10. Yeah. And if Renderand is moving. And so. Sakutami would have had to give up 11 and 12 for Blaineville. So Blaineville's at 11 and 12 mm-hmm. in mine. So it'd be kind of silly for them to move. So they would have three picks in the first round. Yeah. I, I think it'll be Quebec. I think somehow Quebec gets up to 10. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Quebec at ten. So that will be the our draft orders. Jamie. Hmm. Oh, that'll be an exciting top uh, top ten at least. Refreshing our phones on the drive to Sherbrooke <laughs> on that yeah. Friday. I am refresh, so refresh, refresh, yeah, refresh. I'm so glad that my wife is the silent partner in the Wildcast podcast because she's got a hot spot and yeah. it don't cost a lot of money to have a hot spot in the vehicle. In the vehicle, Beautiful. no, no, the vehicle costs a ton of money. But she can hotspot her phone okay. so that we can go off the internet on her phone. So she'll be driving. You'll be refreshing. I'll be graphicking. Yeah. It, we're we're going to be set on that uh, on that drive because that is going to be um, that is gonna be quite the drive. Um, so, yeah, that's it. That'll do it for our, uh, our show. Um, again, big thanks to Brad at, and the team at Alpha Appliance Solutions for jumping on to help present our draft coverage. Um, we're about 10 days away from the draft, so don't forget. We're back next week with the possible guest and our mock or round one mock draft. Uh, we're going to go alternating. We're going to put a poll on the old. Uh, <coughs> should we put it on Twitter or Instagram? Let's go. Um, yeah, Instagram. Okay. We're going to put a poll on the Instagram. Who should have uh, the first overall pick? And then we'll just kind of alternate. Um, and then we're on the road to Sherbrooke uh, for the draft June 9th and 10th. We're hoping to be live on YouTube Friday night with some of our media friends getting you set for what we anticipate will be a wild trade period moving into a, uh, a first round that'll be, um, well, as Jeremy put it, quite long. So, um, yeah, stay tuned to our social medias for the 2023 Wildcats QMJHL draft coverage presented by Alpha's Appliance Solutions. For Jeremy, I'm Adam. See you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.